0: Welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series, novels, and films. For this episode, we're looking at a tale about a video game male where everyone and the writers should probably just go to jail. That's right, we're talking Sony's Uncharted. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Stephen Ford, joined as always by Andrew Knuckles. Hello! And Joel Killingsworth. Hello! Hello! Oh, we have an echo in here. We'll have to check the mics for that. See, it's
1: great because I start alphabetically
2: first, so Joel always has to go second. Right. And so like you're stealing my intro, but then it looks like I'm stealing your intro. And it's it's just He's no, he's trying to copy my intro. That's, that's a big difference. Totally what's
0: and it, happening. It legitimately physically pains me to use your names out of alphabetical order. I know. It's that's why very you can't hard. say I'm <laughs> joined as always by Joel Killingsworth and Andrew Knuckles. because that just I,
2: I am here just as always as Andrew is. I mean, go and check. It's As true. Yet confirmed. It's true. Anyways.
0: Anyways, <laughs> moving into actual relevant things. Well,
1: see, what we could do is I could be the host and and like do the intro and all this stuff. You'd, you'd have to write all the intro. I would not do that. Uh,
0: <laughs> but see, then I could introduce and always Joel Killingsworth and Stephen Ford. But then he would just say whatever he said, and then But I the would, thing is, do you do it, it? Do you do it alphabetically
2: by Ford? In Killingsworth, or do, no, do you... No, you, you do it by first name. I'll you do, do it by first name. you do it by first name.
0: Okay. Yeah. Or you could just do it... If I did it by last, last names, name... comma, first name. If I did it by last name, <laughs> you would be first. And joined, as always, by Killingsworth Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and focus, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. stop, stop. Focus, focus, focus. <laughs> refocus, refocus. <laughs> Back to the plot. But before we get into talking about Uncharted, we are going to have a little chat because... Spoilers, although not actual spoilers, but sort of spoilers. Uh, there's a theme here about over-the-top action sequences coming off this, and we figured we would take a look at some of our favorites before we get uh, too deep into Uncharted.
1: Yeah, not not our all-time favorites. There's there's honestly so many action the list is scenes huge. that in given scenarios, this one's better than this one and that kind of stuff. So we're just picking ones that we just find that we really like.
2: And this is also. Looking at action sequences, that if you you see it, if you were to look at this happening in real life, you're looking okay. So where are the wires, right? Exactly, like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like, person did not just do that unaided. <laughs>
1: yeah. Not. Not like. Uh, not truly grounded in reality. Action scene yeah. stuff that is a little fantastical, maybe still a little realistic, but also you're just I kind mean, of for, like I... for I'd...
0: Andrew's scene, it's literally is where are the wires? Yeah. <laughs> 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 My scene's just like primitive cgi yep <laughs> anyways so who wants to go first
1: uh, i can i can go first we'll let andrew go first. yeah i mean we've already kind of hinted at it anyways okay so i I'm, I'm probably actually picking the most grounded scene out of all of us uh
0: i think the most cons- contextually physically conceivable scene. yes
1: yes uh so i picked the fight scene between michelle yo and um the uh oh
0: Spent all this time looking up these names. I know, right?
1: <laughs> um, uh, Zhang, Z- oh man, I, I, Genyu character in the in the Good film. I don't, I don't right want now. to butcher the last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, this is the scene whenever um, Zhen Yu has Green Destiny, and she is kind of squaring off against Michelle Yeoh's character in this uh, this kind of training ground, um, and Michelle Yeoh. They start fighting with swords and then she moves to um, hook swords and starts, you know, trying to fight that way. Then she moves to spears and then she uh, tries to move to um, this very heavy pull thing. Uh, And of course, uh, Jen Yu's character, uh, she just has green destiny the entire time. And she is uh, the young pupil, essentially, that is um, very brash and, and aggressive but also a prodigy at the same time Mm -hmm. and the martial arts that they go through while fighting with these weapons is just so fantastical just because it, it's like just right on the edge of being like, I wouldn't believe that something like this was happening if I was watching it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, I could also kind of believe it if someone was. Well, the,
2: I mean, the whole the whole film is couched in the style of these people are basically weightless.
1: Yeah, they can. They
2: can. <laughs> you know, they're running along
1: bamboo yeah. and fighting on top of trees and running,
0: running along
1: walls sideways. And, yeah. 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 Uh, the, I mean, the movie is fantastic. That's it's good, it's yeah. been a couple of years since I've seen it. But. This has definitely been one of those those fight scenes that really kind of stick out to you whenever you think of, of like I'll say like martial arts films that aren't like Jackie Chan films or uh, Dan, uh, Donnie Yen like Man. from Ip Man and that kind of stuff where it is very much grounded in just pure martial arts prowess
0: mm-hmm. yeah and there's a lot going on in those fights especially going from weapon to weapon like that's a big showcase of
1: well it, it's, it's a showcase of michelle yo's talent mm-hmm. uh, and she's she's been in so many um fantastic martial arts films like super cop uh or super cop for u.s but police story three uh where whenever they go to malaysia and then jackie chan's like hanging off of a, a helicopter, helicopter yeah. um uh ladder going you know all the way through Kuala Lumpur, and that, i mean Great film, but yeah, uh, yeah, she she's a, a very talented actress, um, both for acting and
2: martial art
0: ability. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all right. So, do you want me to take it, Joel, or you want it?
2: I'll, I'll take it. Joel's taking it. So, I'm going to. You know, we've had we've had uh, far fantastical. past fantastical Asian pick here, yep. and then we're going completely the other end of the spectrum <laughs> with a dystopian future. Um maybe European, maybe maybe American, the setting is a little hazy. Um, but I'm going with equilibrium, right? So Mm -hmm. Christian Bale stars uh Sean Beans in it, does not make it out of the first eight minutes. And (laughs) (laughs) classic Sean Bean. Mm. Uh and they the the whole thing around this one is the fighting style is all about guns, Mm -hmm. right? And so they the uh, the fighting class in this society go through really rigorous uh, gun kata training where they're like they have dual wielding pistols and they're shooting in different directions so like gun so fu. yeah gun fu kind of stuff and the there's a lot of really really cool scenes that they do with that there's like a, a scene in the dark where um the whole all of the action is only lit by the muzzle blast the muzzle flashes mm-hmm. yeah um, and so that's really cool but like the one that really is kind of the most out there is we're getting to the climax of the film and Christian Bale's character is about to get to the climactic fight with the, the ultimate villain. And there's this long hallway leading to the chamber where he's going to have that fight. And you know, it's filled with go- guards behind cover and all that kind of stuff. And so he takes a look and he sees how many bad guys there are. And he sees how long the hallway is. And the first thing that he does is he takes out two extra magazines and these magazines have weights on the bottom of them. And he just chucks them out into the hallway, kind of like grenades. And they just kind of slide over into the place where he wants them. And they stand up, right? Because they're Mm -hmm. weighted on the bottom with round weights. And then he goes through and he's doing his thing. And he's shooting and running down the hallway. And then he does this flip and roll, (laughs) ejecting his empty magazines and then comes down Onto the the pre thrown magazines <laughs> with the bottom of his pistols just perfectly slamming in another pair of magazines to then continue
0: running and shooting. <laughs> and now his guns are super out of weight because they have these heavy weights on right, the bottom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he's trained with those. That's fine. That's how and it then, works. And, and,
2: it and it's followed up with a really fantastic close quarters um, Did pistol he on pistol. Someone
0: with the the weight on the mag. That'd be
2: that, perfect. that no he oh. he uh, previously though. There were, there were other magazines that had like little spikes that came out of the bottom oh, that weren't always there. He pressed a button so that they would come out and then he used them as bludgeons.
0: But... Stabby bludgeons. So <laughs> uh,
2: so while you were talking about that, I actually
1: realized why I know this scene so well mm-hmm. is because a show, uh, an anime that I watched oh, that I'm was not. a, it was basically a parody anime, mm-hmm. um, did this entire scene where all the kids from uh, from this one class were basically like Murdering did an children. airsoft battle okay. to to um to basically choose who's going to like what the topic of their school festival right, for their class right. was going to be. So they're all battling and the two main characters at the end. Um, meet up on top of the roof and basically have the equilibrium fight (laughs) um, with with airsoft guns but it's all you know of course like totally um exaggerated and there's explosions right you know blood and all this other (laughs) kind of stuff and it's uh um but yeah just whenever i think of that i'm just like ah that's where i know that from yep
0: all right that's that's pretty good so we've had far past asia then we had dystopian future with sean bean and now that, that we're going to dystopia recent past with Sean Bean <laughs> because but, it's communist Russia. <laughs> yeah, this, this, uh, I, I couldn't this, remember where the scene takes place because it's, it may also be in Asia.
1: Well, no, I mean, but it's, but this is actually USSR Russia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because this is, this is before. Pre- so, okay. We're, we're going to preface Goldeneye. Goldeneye. We're, we're talking about the cold open for Goldeneye. And this is before. This is a flashback, right? This is prior to, or not really a flashback. That's not a flashback. But it, but it, we time skip after.
1: Yes. That.
0: I'm not sure what number of years, but I'm pretty sure it's pre-Soviet collapse and post-Soviet collapse is the span of gold mine.
1: Yeah, because um, uh, towards the middle of the film, he's going through like, an, an, like a like basically a graveyard of statues. Yes,
0: yeah, statue. Yeah, statuary graveyard. And, 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 that absolutely is post. Soviet yeah. collapse. So, so it's pre collapse, post collapse is the time skip. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, carrying on. And I don't know if it was in Asia. So I wasn't positive because some of Russia's in Europe and some of Russia's in Asia. So it's, it's a gamble. Uh, and some of the Soviet Union isn't in Russia anymore. So it's also a gamble. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we, we cold open with Bond on a huge dam, which he bungee repelled jumps off of. Like that's a slash. There's, there, it's like a bungee jump that turns into a, a repel. Yeah. A, a really awkward rappel <laughs> with uh, a grappling gun. Yeah, with a yeah to pull yourself down against the force. Yeah, bun- I forgot about that. Um, so it's it's already really ridiculous because we're jumping off this massive dam, and to the point where like the there are open questions for the stunt team of can you actually survive this jump doing this with an actual person?
1: And I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in the pre-show, but I'm I, I think like the stunt man actually like like dislocated something, maybe his knee, or he like broke a Some, leg yeah, there, there were, there or were
0: <laughs> injuries involved just from the whiplash of the bungee cord anyways so so we go from there to you know infiltrate the the secret facility under the dam or maybe not so secret facility and you know we have you know a little bit of gunfight we have you know planting bombs all the stuff it all collapses all falls apart and we end up with this ending scene where now i guess the other side of this base fronts a giant mountainous cliff Question mark. I don't know how far and Like it's really, you can't tell how far he's traveled underground, but he's covered a lot of ground. And so now we have bond racing against time to escape the guards on a motorcycle down a, a, a runway that just so happens to have a small single engine plane that taking just off took off at that moment. So the plane takes off and he goes off the lip on the motorcycle into a skydive and then proceeds to catch up to the plane in free fall and like pull his way into the door and throw the pilot out, and then flies off. And like you know, he's Bond. So it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, pretty ridiculous. It's it's probably one of the best Bond cold opens that they've oh, ever yeah. done, though. Yeah, I mean it's it is a fantastic, Def- definitely top five, probably top three for me. I mean, Goldeneye is is well, not just the film great, itself, it's just the it's cold in open. general. Goldeneye is just a great Bond film. Period. Yeah, but stuff like this that really pushes it up, mm-hmm. right? Well, that, and, then
1: you have the tank. Uh, tank chase scene, yeah. and you know that we've talked about. Before. I'm biased
0: a little bit, just just you know. It, it was it a it is. was a formative year for Bond. It was. And you. It was. Pierce <laughs> Brosnan was the best Bond for one movie. For, no, <laughs> Tomorrow Never
1: Dies is a very good film that okay. also has Michelle Yeoh in it.
0: Oh, tie in. We just <laughs> tied like all this together. <laughs> anyway, speaking of tying things together, now that we have talked about some over the top action sequences from movies past. Let's we're talk gonna. about one now. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> one in the present. We're going to talk about Sony's Uncharted. So for people who may not be aware, this is a movie based off of a video game that was ripped off of uh, another video game that has become other movies. Mm. Tomb Raider. Un- Uncharted is just kind of a male-marketed Tomb Raider. Raider. Which is actually hilarious because <laughs> Tomb Raider was a male-marketed Tomb Raider. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, I'm going to let Joel give us a synopsis. Actually, before we, oh, just no?
1: because you said Tomb Raider, oh, no. um, it, it reminds me because in the film, I think the, the one with um, Angelina Jolie, uh, there's an action. Well, they all
2: have Angelina Jolie.
1: No, there's, there's another Tomb Raider that doesn't have her in it. That just came out. The most it, recent Yeah. One.
0: It wasn't that long ago. That's. There's
1: I, a film. Yes. hundred yes. percent.
2: Like I knew about the new game.
1: no, no. 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 He's gonna, he's gonna I'm find a, it. I got. It. Okay, I got but anyway, so very um, confused. in the, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was Tomb Raider where she has like the, um, the gun clips like kind of like on her side. Yeah. Uh, and then like she's fighting, uh, with both guns, you know, dual wielding, and then drops both mags, and then oh, uh, just kind of like, d- like, yeah, into just the rams the history, them in, yeah. and
0: then
2: pulls them. Yeah, that's equilibrium, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So there, there is a 2018 Tomb Raider. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Somehow I conflated it with the video game.
0: I guess so. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, you know, it had a mini resurgence there with newer video games mm-hmm. being released. Yeah.
2: Well, because then they're like, oh, it's gonna be modern. And anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so
0: Uncharted Synopsis.
2: Synopsis. Joel. So we have the main character, Nathan Drake. Yes. And we learn that he grew up an orphan in a a Catholic home for boys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his brother who had dreams of treasure hunting, uh, gets in trouble, sort of gets him in trouble, but he's Nathan's a minor at the time. So the brother skips out and doesn't want to go to jail, doesn't want to go to jail. And so Nathan grows up, uh, to sort of be uh, fend for himself using the, the sort of shady skills that his brother taught him yeah when he is approached by a professional treasure hunter with sort of little hooks that that sort of hints that if you come with me, then this may lead to your brother mm-hmm. kind of kind of hints to get him on board with a scheme to hunt for lost. Uh, Magellan, Spanish gold,
0: gold—they're gold gold in the hills.
2: And then this leads on to a series of adventures where we get introduced to a wide cast of characters that all have their own different motivations and alliances that shift over the course of the story, and ending with a high adventure climactic sequence um, that may or may not have been executed rather poorly.
0: And <laughs> sources cannot, can either confirm nor deny.
2: But we do know
1: that the people that made it probably. Need to to
2: <laughs> so with that being stated, our aggregate score, and this is from the three of us averaged out across the four pillars of the rubric that we use, which are spectacle, mm-hmm. uh, which is looking at just kind of the wow factor of the film performance, looking at the not only the character writing, but the the acting, and and all the things that go into that, and then the score, the music of the film, as well as the plot. Right. And across all of that, we come out with a whopping five point three
0: out of ten. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> is that the lowest we've rated a movie? That may That's be. I impression. probably is. Yeah. Yeah. So we should yeah. we should check that um, now. Uh,
2: to balance that, we also have a separate score that we call entertainment and. That one came out looking a lot better. It came a whole four tenths of a point up to five point seven. <laughs> you're, like, you're
0: like, that one came out a whole lot better. Like, did we, did we push this I, way? Yeah, I was like, did we give it a <laughs> <six?" We> maybe <laughs> hesitate? So yeah. So just for reference, the initial review is kind of a a technical look, whereas the entertainment score is more just a was this entertaining? Did I enjoy this? And the answer is slightly more. Slightly more.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> Generally speaking, um, this is a moderately entertaining film. If you are a particular fan of either Tom Holland or, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Mm -hmm. then you'll probably really enjoy this film because what you get is Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And, and quipping
1: at each other and and just doing, and
2: and the character writing is fairly snappy. There is a lot of good humor in the Mm -hmm. character interactions. I am being more generous to it than Andrew wants me to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I give a face. Hold on, yeah. hold on. I
0: offer an olive branch. The comedic timing is better than a billion dollar movie. Which one are you thinking of? You know what I'm thinking.
1: I, I mean, he's probably mentioning this Star, is Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, this Star is Wars. Star Wars. It's
0: okay. a billion yeah. dollar franchise. There are <laughs> only so many options up there. It certainly isn't Marvel. <laughs> it's Marvel style comedic timing. Right, right. Yeah.
1: But um, overall, I mean, the the film itself has some decent portions in it. However, if you are comparing it to other movies like National Treasure, which you will, because it's also along the same kind of uh, Mm -hmm. same kind of realm where there is uh, some some clues and puzzles that they have to figure out on top of, hey, there's a big pile of gold at the end of the thing. Mm -hmm. And there's also a a bad guy faction that is now also trying to get us, so you need to steal it before they steal it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. thing. And that's, that's a fair comparison. the, so, you know, it's, it is very difficult to not directly compare it to those kind of films. Uh, same thing with Indiana Jones, which is mm-hmm. kind of probably where uncharted got a lot of its inspiration, even from mm-hmm. in, Tomb Raider did the same thing. Yep. And because of that, it, when you look at this film and then you look at other films that have also done this successfully, you can see what uncharted didn't do properly
0: right and i'm going to assume that if you're a fan of the video game series maybe you like the film i'm not sure or maybe you weren't like it less maybe maybe it ruined things i i do know that <clears> a couple <throat> of sequences are lifted straight out of the game Yeah, i've uh, never played the game
1: well so. and I, I know that the um the the whole cargo um the whole cargo uh, car- plane cargo thing, plane yeah. thing at the beginning of the film and towards the end uh, are are very specifically like front, like almost it's like
0: lifted straight out of the game from like Uncharted three or four. I don't remember which one, but there's, yeah.
2: There's there's also the issue that in the the video game portrayal of the character of Nathan Drake, he's basically just lifted straight off of this is Nathan Fillion playing the role, right?
0: And uh, yes and no. Um. So there's there's actually I don't know
2: who Nathan Fillion is, but I have a feeling
1: that he is. Older than what Tom Holland looks like in For the sure. film. Oh, For sure.
0: Uh, Nathan Fillion is the lead in Castle or Firefly. I still don't know who Okay, that is. well, I tried. Uh, <laughs> Captain Hammer? No. Okay, I give up. I'm, I gave my best shot. Anyways. Um, yeah, I. you know, there's just... We usually we give a lot of little bits and tidbits here, and I just I don't know if there's a whole lot. It's it's Antonio imagine, Banderas. I like
2: imagine that. yeah, Antonio Banderas was great for the very short <laughs> amount of time that he had no, on no, the no, screen. He, he was good. He was good. He's just good. So the basically, if you like Indiana Jones, but were disappointed with Crystal Skull and would really like another go at it, this isn't the movie you're looking for. <laughs> go to National <laughs> Treasure. You're basically right there.
1: Um Yeah, you know it was. The movie. They,
0: they took a swing at it, and they put a lot of power well, behind the swing. It just may not have been the most accurate of a swing. Though. And I,
1: I will say this too, because um, I, I was definitely the harshest one out of all three of us mm-hmm. for scoring. There, are, the, the final action set piece. I'm not going to give that away because you can go watch the film or watch the trailer.
0: I don't care. Or you can wait until. Or we you can wait until level. we talk about it. Yeah.
1: But uh, the final action set piece on paper is something that I absolutely love the idea of no
0: no the concept the concept is incredible the execution is questionable the execution
1: was
2: uh, questionable at best yeah Yeah. oh
0: oops
2: (laughs) we pulled the wrong lever and are now plummeting towards the intermission and the spoilers beyond if you're done with this film's tomfoolery this is your chance to get out of the game before you go though if you liked what you heard you can support us at patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast if you decide to take the plunge into spoilers we promise to stick with you to the end you can trust us. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed a quick little intermission. We are now well along into our voyage. Magellan is dead and spoilers abound. Let's get to it. Magellan's
1: been dead for a very long time. That's a spoiler.
0: <laughs> Thank you very well, much.
1: Well, Now everyone knows. Now everyone knows. <laughs> I'm sorry if you, if you were just finding this out. You're really, there is, there's probably a phone number you could call. <laughs> you were really hoping
0: he was going to put in a surprise appearance. <laughs> We left a seat for him right they here. Just, they just pull in, like Pirates of the Caribbean. The <laughs> Gold is undead gold. He's actually still alive.
1: Well, no, but see, whenever, like, whenever they find the ship, he's just there waiting for them.
0: Ah,
2: son of Drake. I knew one day you would return. <laughs> son, of, son 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 of Drake.
0: Anyways, so uh, we're going to break down how we arrived to our composite score. That was a 5.3. Three. Yes, I nailed it. So first up on the list is a little chat about the spectacle. So this is the overall wow factor, the amazingness, the impressive, Uh, the feeling, the impressive movie feel. I am struggling for words right now. Okay. So anyways, (laughs) moving forward, I'm going to give it to, you know, let's just get it out of the way. Andrew, take it away. Well, spectacle, this was my highest score. Yep. We're going to get it out of the way. (laughs) I
1: gave it a five. Oh, oh no. Spoilers Um, ahead.
0: This is his highest score. (laughs) This was definitely my highest score. (laughs) He didn't say tied either. Well, uh, okay. I mean, like, it is tied with
1: with something else. It's his co-highest score. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, probably my biggest... Okay, like, I'm not even actually going to knock the film for attempting what was probably one of the coolest things that I've ever, like, thought of someone else thinking of. (laughs) 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 For, like, okay, the idea of helicopters, like, lifting, like, you know, having these two old pirate ships Mm -hmm. flying through, you know, I don't care if there's gold or or whatever, and then you're having this aerial swashbuckling battle. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you ask. Like, that is just awesome. It is completely implausible, and it'll never... It's impossible to happen, and I have math to prove it, but uh, (laughs) I'm actually... I didn't knock it for that. I knocked it because of basically everything that came before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the clue-finding pieces when they're in Barcelona were just so, like, not even matter-of-fact. There was no earned, like, portion of it. Like, so the one thing that I liked about National Treasure is whenever, like, you can tell that uh, Ben Gates is very knowledgeable because mm-hmm. he is always he he never shuts up and he always wants to just you know throw in more information he always has the factory yeah exactly yeah. and nathan drake is supposed to be this character where he has Which. all of this information that he can use to solve the puzzle right mm-hmm. and we never see any of that it's just whenever it is relevant to these very specific questions that he's being asked is when he he pr- produces that information. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and he,
0: he he just kind of brute forces his way through. And like, if you were just another person, you probably could have also solved this
1: exactly. And so, so you, like none none of the actual puzzle solving feels earned. Then you have um, probably one of the most egregious um, kind of record scratch moments at the beginning of the film, where you know you have this this you know pretty jarring like oh. He's like fighting these dudes on this cargo truck. This
2: is going to be pretty cool. Right. So any time where a film says, yeah, we're going to have a cold open, but it's not actually a cold open to the story. This is a preview of an Wait. action sequence in the middle of the story. And then we're going to have a. <whistles> I I bet you're wondering, wondering how, how I, I got, got here. here. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, that it's that, so. is, that is the most trite and, and
1: frustrating storytelling experience. Because then like if they actually, if that was just part of, the initial like this is your introduction to him mm-hmm, as a character mm-hmm. and this is completely unrelated like a different, to, heist, that's yeah, gone a different wrong. heist that's gone yeah. wrong and all.
0: then it turns into something a little bit more interesting yeah it that that piece and that's really kind of more of a plot complaint it, it is so so i'm just going to take over from andrew that's fine and i want to say this spectacle is also the home of my highest score it's an eight though because, you know what? <laughs> that's, not, that's not
1: anything to be proud of. <laughs> I gave up.
0: No, it, 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 I gave up and just accepted that we're going to carry some boats on some helicopters and do some hygiene maneuvers with these boats. They're 500 years old and should be crumbling wood. But you know what? They, oh. they maintain and they survive and it's okay. Obviously. Okay. Well. Just, oh, no. Oh, no. no, he's, got, no, no. he's got numbers. <laughs> okay.
1: So we're just, just because we're talking about it. Um, okay. So the, we're, we're going to say the average weight. Of these um, carrot class ships yeah. is because they're not galleons because this they're, was different they're, time. They're periods. Early,
0: early proto galleons, yes. I guess, because
1: really. uh, they are three mass ships, but they are they're yeah. technically not galleons yet. Uh, so we're going to say that the average weight of these is around 100
0: tons. Right. And that, that's, that's based on actually looking up the ships that Magellan sailed with. <laughs> correct.
1: Uh, that is not including the weight of cannons. That is just including just basically the weight of the rigging. As, and as far as the we know, work. as
0: far as what Rick Pia gave us, I don't know if that's like technically like the fully loaded displacement it, Yeah, we, it, that's just I mean, really, I, would, I would presume that's fully loaded. I, I assume so as okay, well, but it I really
3: don't doesn't know.
1: even It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's, It it's literally really
1: doesn't matter because the, the numbers are so far off right. that it doesn't make a difference. So, okay, we'll just say that that's with cannons and gunpowder and everything like that. That doesn't include actual cargo, which right. the gold itself, if we're if we're going just by pure... Gold weight based on value of $5 billion per ship. So, or not pull it, but between both ships. Mm -hmm. So split this in half and you're at 2.5. That is roughly 45 tons worth of gold weight on each ship. So already they're like, you're probably going to sink the ship just by having them. Right. Because that's
2: basically half the weight of the ship again. Correct.
1: Yeah. That's a lot Um, of weight. (laughs) But okay. So we're just going to ignore that right now. We're just going to say, sure. So we, it it we, fit. It's no big deal. We can we can just say there's a 150 ton ship that that one helicopter has to lift. Right. Just take a guess at what the best helicopter can possibly lift currently, like that that exists in reality. But we already know the answer. Not 150 tons. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it is a. I'm pretty sure it's a Russian helicopter that can lift up to uh, 65 tons worth of worth of weight. Yeah, The average cargo helicopter can lift roughly 15 tons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they don't go around scooping up. We're not up.
1: in the same universe here. Yeah, no. We're, <laughs> we're, you're full... And, and and, and, yeah. Well and and this is this is also Unladen. static weight. This has mm-hmm. nothing to do with centrifugal force or movement or anything like or that. Just how the
0: weight is distributed all the way across, you know, a seventy foot long ship with yeah. mass and all this. Like the weight's yeah. all over the place on these things.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anyways, carry on.
0: So so <laughs> what you're saying is unless the timber has completely rotted out, the helicopter couldn't pick it up. And in which case, when they picked it up, it would all just collapse under its own. Mm-hmm presumed weight of all the gold. Correct. I- ignoring, you know, obviously the possibility that the value isn't just purely weight gold by ounces and it's just, oh, it's these rare pieces. Yeah, it's so like, oh, this crown value. was worn by this one
2: guy and it's worth $2 billion right, by so, itself. So, so, even, so even if the gold weighs literally nothing, the helicopter, just... It still <laughs> can't be done. <laughs> the helicopter can't pick up just the ship. No. <laughs> Correct. And, and let alone move it. And we the did way it twice. It. Yeah.
0: But like Andrew said, If, if I could ever imagine a scene that someone else was thinking of. Yeah. This, this is, this is up there. It is, it is a really cool premise. We have mid air boats being supported by helicopter boarding actions.
1: And that is so cool to think about. Like, I love the idea of that. And whoever thought about that, like they should be given props. Probably not go to jail for that one.
2: (laughs) They're the only (laughs) one that's safe. You can be pardoned. (laughs) The only one that's (laughs) safe.
0: I mean, we also, you know, we do have the straight up, the the whole cargo uh, out the back of the plane bit at the start is also another really cool scene. Yeah, Uh,
1: That's technically been done in a James Bond film before. Yes, it has. From the 80s. And there's a
0: reason why that that nothing is new. Yep. But it it is also definitely a scene that completely ignores physics Uh, because Tom Holland definitely does a Spider-Man leap from one to the other. And it's like, dude, as soon as you detach from that box, the wind, the the wind wind resistance. Because,
2: right. Because like even, even. So so the first time you go through it in the cold open, you you follow his progress up the chain Mm. until he gets knocked out by the car, the car. And then you're like,
1: oh, he has absolutely nothing. Right.
2: And then but but and you're only following him through the cold open. But then when you get to that scene during the actual film and you're also following the other main character who is in the car that knocks him out. You you see from her perspective that there is a door at the front of the cargo compartment that's been blown out. So now the entire cargo compartment is a wind tunnel. Yeah. So that that <laughs> last jump where he's like, okay, I'm in the wind shadow of the plane. I can actually make this jump. He's not even safe there that's because the wind is yeah. just <laughs> going to
0: blow him straight <laughs> off. Yeah. But although I do love the idea of I just struggled my way back into a cargo plane. By climbing, you know, from box to box that's connected. And then a classic car just shoves me back out into the void. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the juxtaposition is funny. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and so like not having any idea what's going on and why that's there is does have good comedic value there. But like you said, if it could have just been a uh, real cold open where it was, this was the last thing that he was doing mm-hmm. and this crazy set of circumstances happened. Then that sets the tone for the piece. It lets you know about him as a character, and it lets you know a lot about what it is that he does, and, yeah, and what you can expect out of the adventure.
1: Exactly, and it it would also set up for them to do another action piece to get to the island in the Philippines mm-hmm. that they're trying to get to. That doesn't involve you know the same thing because you've basically seen it twice now, right? And you and then there's no tension because you already know what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll we'll get back to that in the plot too yeah. because it. It's dumb, but as a spectacle, <laughs> as a spectacle, it's pretty cool. And you know, f- and again, another thing that I'll, I'll give them props for They did because, I mean, it is a video game franchise mm. and you have a lot of first person stuff. They gave you a lot of first person shots of, from Nathan Drake's perspective in that moment where he's like windmilling yes. in the air and it's very disorienting and is very much. So like drives home, this would be really hard to do in real life. Yeah. Even ignoring the physics issues, yeah, the
1: a, like the actual like wind and all this.
0: Yeah, so I'll give know. I'll give them props for those shots. So they took the time to put that in, and mm-hmm. it felt like you were kind of in the video game in those yeah. moments.
2: Well, you just so, took you just took my last
0: point. I gave you the most positive yeah. point. Oh, oh rip. well, what,
2: what was your <laughs> my well my score for Spectacle is my lowest score. Oh, what? My co my co lowest score, what? and it is a six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your lowest? <laughs> yes. Is, well, that, it's not. It's not a large spread. But <laughs> uh but anyway, insulting. you took I was I was gonna talk about the video game POV being a reference and that was really cool, but you took that
0: point. So. It was cool though. I'll agree with you. Yep. What, well, well, yeah. Well what, what brought it down to a six?
2: What brought it down to a six yeah. was just the number of times where they just said what is physics was just kind of took me out. Cause like there's a lot of because if you if you push it. Yeah. You just, if you just bend physics and say, come with me on this magical adventure. The explosion pushed me Like Like again. Crouching like, Tiger, like, Hidden Dragon. Right. Like, like you, you do something where you are inviting the audience to believe. Mm-hmm. Then you can, you can, quote unquote, ignore physics and it work out great. But in this case, what they did was they were
0: like, boom, no physics. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, this, this little bubble that everything is traveling in has no physics. Right, and so at
2: and it's just like the 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 free form jumps between boxes as if the wind wasn't there. And then
0: right after watching people get ripped off by the way, right, yeah, right. like
2: and then and then in the free fall, <laughs> when, plot armor. when he's when he's like on the hood of the car and he's like resting on it as if they're not both in free fall. You know, before he makes the the dive to get
0: down to the crate where the the parachute is. Because it's also assuming that the
2: car is not just tumbling
0: end over end. And we're also ignoring the fact that they like grab onto this crate and they open the parachute and he's just kinda like holding the netting. Like, yeah, when that parachute jerks, you just get ripped right off that box. Yeah, like you just don't have an arm anymore. Well you don't hold he's just holding on with his hands. Like unless he has the grip strength of a god. (laughs) Like I I don't know the main character's name, but from Shadow of the Colossus. I was gonna that, say yeah. Nathan Drake. Or Nathan Drake, yeah. <laughs> or uh nah, that's too obscure. Andrew would get it, Joel would the main character from Castle in the Sky. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid's got grip strength for Dave. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, but
2: anyway, that and the climactic sequence where you've got the the ships being towed around by these proportionally Toed, tiny. Lugged. Lugged or, it's just it's just especially <laughs> Okay, so the part the part where where Victor has to quickly pull back on the yoke because they've been cut off by the other helicopter and he's going up and over them. Just and, ram it. Just and ram the, whole the other helicopter. Thing, and the whole thing goes into free fall as he, oh, hits, weightless, yeah. as he hits the top of the arc. And I'm just like, okay, so when this thing hits the extent of the rope and the netting that it's in, it's going to just shatter into a billion pieces. No, that's fine. It even hits the water. Oh, no. It that, hits the water that, and drags in the water part, for a while that bit and it where is the, totally fine. Where
0: the boat hits the water <laughs> like a, the, the boat anchor that it is. Uh-huh. That chopper is nose first in the water. It right. has no choice in the matter. Yeah. If physics apply. So it's just, oh, yeah.
2: it's, it's so in your face that it, it just, it pulled but, me out. But
0: it can be kind of fun to just be like, yeah, you know, we'll just get a hand wave physics for a little while. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's it, not, it's it, a very it, subtle line. Yeah, no, you can't just you, you, you can't just drag a boat with a helicopter across the line. It doesn't work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: okay. Well, so okay, we're talking about like the big action set pieces here, yeah. and we're ignoring all of the very small
2: action action set pieces that happened during all the puzzle solving sections of I, of. I actually did really enjoy. I mean, I gave it a six. I really enjoyed the way that they had Nathan's character move. There was a whole lot of. Jump like put a foot on the wall in order to get extra lateral motion parkour. while you're trying. I mean, parkour, I'm parkour. trying to be specific. Parkour, but yes, there's a lot of parkour that is different. Like if you're if you're watching this movie because of Tom Holland, then you're probably a Spider-Man fan, right? Yeah. And the way that he moves in this film is refreshingly different. I I was afraid it was just going to be the, this is Peter Parker, but he was in the way that he was moving, he was not
0: to Peter yeah. Parker. Well,
1: it,
2: like. um so, like,
1: even the—I I will say that I did like the fact that they played on the fact that he is not a a very strong—because he's just a small guy. Yeah. They played on the fact that he cannot take someone that is, like, two weight classes ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, the Scottish guy, a like, he punches him, and he's just like—guy doesn't even move. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> he does, like, the like the flying kick into one dude and just falls bust <laughs> yeah. for it hard— uh, which which I mean,
1: is which is probably what would happen. It,
0: well, for someone Tom Holland's size, yeah, I mean that he's size. what like
1: he's probably like 150 pounds.
0: No, I don't think he is. Tom Tom Holland is like 5'6", no, six. Have, five, we have to look up stats
1: now. I gotta look him up. He's small. I don't think he's that small. He's, yeah.
0: He's... Yes. Mm. So they make a joke in the movie about the fact that Wahlberg is one inch taller. Wahlberg's 5'7", Holland is 5'6". Okay. Um. So while they're looking stuff up, I <laughs> oh, want to talk about he's
1: 141 pounds.
0: Yeah. No, I, anyways, uh, I did like the fight scene between Sully and main protagonist lady whose oh, name has escaped
1: um, me. No, that is that's Young Justice.
0: Oh spoilers! Oh 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 no! Oh no!
1: Tati Gabrielle Braddock. Braddock yes yeah. well she's
2: uh, she's the the villainous yeah no you're talking about I said protagonist I didn't mean to say protagonist yeah, you, you, the when, villain when, okay. she, when okay. they're fighting in the Papa John's in, in the yeah in the cafe yeah.
0: Papa, John's, Papa John's while uh Tom Holland's character and the other girl are trying not to drown and right. it's kind of like there's the tension of can you get the key and like we're also having this fight and that was actually a pretty good fight mm-hmm. for for kind of like that tight in mm-hmm. close uh it's very you know uh, using the surroundings and the pieces around you kind of thing. And I mean, he literally uses her to shatter the glass that he couldn't get through, which we both and, laughed because he, he, when he hits it initially, it's like, Oh, it's plexiglass. And he throws her through. It's like, well, that's glass. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could have been tempered glass, I guess. I mean, it shatters like glass, but it didn't act like that when he was hitting yeah. it, when he was like shooting it with the gun. Well, yeah. Cause
1: if it was actual glass, he would have been able to just
0: punch. right. Yeah. You go th- I mean, you'd regret it, but you would go right. Yeah. So I mean, I thought that little little bit of a fight scene was pretty good. Like, like the small scale stuff was not bad, and the large spectacle things were emphatically a spectacle and not not a whole lot underneath there. Yeah, supporting that like, boat, like it, it
1: was very surface level. Some some writer was like, "This would be a really cool idea," and he sold it really well. And then they were like, "Let's do it."
0: Actually, you know, that boat scene might actually be something that happens in it, it, the.
1: Video that's the thing. Game. It may it may happen in the games. And that's totally fine. It's a video game. It, yeah, it's a video game. You can you can still kind of like it doesn't allow make it, it doesn't make it more plausible.
2: <laughs> it, no, it definitely doesn't make it more plausible. But uh, I mean, the the idea of it is still really cool, and it is yeah. so. Like, there's there's definitely props for trying that can be given. Yep, if you feel like it. Yeah. Okay, so while Stephen is looking that up, uh, we're going to move on to the performance. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So. I think we should probably kind of go backwards on this one. And I'm going to start us off with a high note and I gave performance a seven. Okay. Ooh, that is a high note. That is a very high note. So I really enjoyed the the quips that the characters went through. This is definitely a movie with a lot of uh, situational humor involved where the characters are kind of ragging on each other for, you know, leading them on and not telling them whole truths mm. and stuff and 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 there's a lot of a lot of fun jokes that happen there but then there's also a fair amount of drama that actually comes across well on the screen particularly surrounding uh, Nathan Drake's connection to his brother right and he he part of his reason for being here is that he he while he does have a complicated past with his brother cuz his brother did abandon him he still Wants to find his brother and wants, hoping that this adventure will ultimately lead to finding his brother. And so, when he is confronted with the idea that that is that is not true, that mm-hmm. his brother has been killed in association with Sully, that there there is a scene where the intensity of those emotions was actually portrayed. I felt rather well.
0: Yeah, and that's that's fair, and I I do think. That uh Tom and Mark have good interplay with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. They 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 do a good job of bouncing off of one another for the most part. Uh I guess am I taking over now?
2: Well, I I do want to I do do wanna go ahead. Like, I mean, that was one solid point. The other point is out of there are two main villains in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's the Antonio Banderas villain who is just like flawless. Like he's amazing, he's wonderful. He can he be the villain in every film because that was great. But then he's also, a good villain and a good good guy. He's just he's just a good guy. I mean, he he is, Antonio Vander. Yeah.
0: Pretending to be a rich Spanish person. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs>
2: uh, but anyway, I also thought that uh uh Tati Gabriel's uh performance, um, who is the, the the other villain of Braddock. Um I I actually really enjoyed her performance. I thought that it was it. It wasn't necessarily complex because it's not really that kind of a right. film.
0: Yeah, it's very but,
2: standardized. But she was a unique brand of villain that I enjoyed.
0: I mean, she was very good at selling that role. Mm-hmm. She just didn't really get a ton of things to do with it. She was just kind of generic villain yeah. for the most part. Uh, but she certainly, I certainly believed that she was yeah. that villain. Uh, I did like the bit where she and Mark Wahlberg encounter each other after stealing the cross. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of their little bits, and then he sells sells off, kind of pawns her off to actual security. And then, like as he's leaving, she's just beating the crap on of journey right, right. in the background. And he's like, "Well, anyways, uh, yeah." It's like
2: that's going to take her just long enough for
0: me for, to get away, for me to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to jump in. We're, we're going to scale on down here. Yeah. So I gave performance a five, and I like Tom Holland. I think he's a good Peter Parker. I think he makes a good quipping Spider Man and a really good, awkward high schooler. I like Tom Holland when he's wearing a mask, because then you can't see him doing the thing where it looks like he's got a frog in his mouth, and it's uncomfortable, but he's got his mouth closed, and he can't let it get out. So he just kind of stares at the camera with his cheeks kind of puffed out like he's holding it in, and he doesn't want to hold it in, but he's got to hold it in for whatever reason. (laughs) And there is so much of that in this movie, because you can't just put a mask on him, because he's not Spider-Man. And it is just intolerable. (laughs) I got that out of my system. Oh man, It is so frustrating because once you see it and you're all welcome, once you see it, it cannot be unseen. He does it all the time. I don't, I don't know if it's like someone like, if it's like his, like he's like locking his jaw or something. I'm pretty sure
1: that's just, I mean like every, you know, everyone has their, their own like facial tick and that kind of stuff.
0: It's just, it cracks. It was pointed out by, I don't know it. It's too, it's too late now for it to be Tumblr, but it was probably on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's it's the kind of post you would see on Tumblr though. or Reddit or yeah I remember, yeah one of those. Uh, and then he's also he's just too young ultimately for like for what how the movie portrays the role is it's fine for him kind of and you kind of get to see over time he kind of grows into it right he ends up wearing the iconic clothes even mm-hmm. with the holsters mm-hmm. and all that, uh, but he's just too. I, it's really hard. Like, like selling Nicholas cage to me as a treasure hunter, action adventure star is, is a hard sell. Tom Holland might be a bridge too far. And that's saying something because Tom Holland's in way better shape than Nicholas cage <laughs> well, probably ever has been in his life.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm like, and well, and that's the thing is like Tom Holland is absolutely an action movie star. I don't think he is this action movie right. star
0: or, or if he is, maybe he is in 10 years. Yeah. Which, which takes me to the other issue with Mark Wahlberg, where if this was 10 years ago, Wahlberg would be Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be playing kind of this grizzled, you know, been there, done that. Not, not really a mentor, but also like kind of like the bad mentor where, yeah. where you learn from all him, all the things you shouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, but he's not old enough to really pull that character off either because he's still, I mean, Wahlberg's not necessarily quote unquote young, but he still looks young. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't – he doesn't have – like, you need, like, the grizzle, like, the salt and pepper kind yeah. of thing going on to really sell that look. Uh, you
1: need someone – like, I'm pre- actually pretty sure that Mark is actually around this age, but he just doesn't really He doesn't age. look
0: it. Right. That And that's the thing is he's either in such good shape or has the genetics or whatever. He just doesn't look his age to fit this role even though he is that age. So he
1: – so Mark was born 71. So he's, like, 50 – he'll be 51 this year. Right. And –
0: which that, that, that's the right age. That's a believable age. It, it, is, it is the right
1: age for the thing. He just doesn't have the look he does, for it. He doesn't mm-hmm. look
0: world-worn world enough mm-hmm. for the role. And yeah. so it's just, that's a problem because it, it's kind of one of those things where sometimes you see people cast like, oh, this is my father. And like, you know, in real life, they're only like three years age difference. And despite Tom Holland looking really young, it just doesn't feel like, the, the, the age gap is appropriate. The age gap just needs to move up 10 years.
2: And maybe, too, it's just an endemic problem with Hollywood movie making and that, that culture of movie making where it's we want the actors to be pretty and we want the actors to be yeah, young, that's, right? Yeah, that's an like issue. We don't, we don't get the portrayal of this is what age looks like, right? This is, this is what experience really mm. looks like because it's all kind of an idyllic version of, of the real world. Well, no. and also
0: if you want to release a franchise, you don't want to cast a dude who's 40 because in five years he may not be up to this franchise. Yeah. He might not be interested in doing I don't this know.
1: Franchise. I mean, they've – like, how old is Harrison Ford and he's doing Indiana Jones films? I mean, that come... doesn't
0: mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, no, no. You're not wrong. But he also sells I – I'm mean, that, that's also why these names are in this movie, right? They sell movies. They do. They put, put butts in the seats well, and, and in the streaming –
1: so on Whatever. on that note, um it like so far, the domestic run for uncharted has is like two hundred and twenty something odd million, okay that's like that's reasonable. that is a successful film mm-hmm. at this point. like I don't it, know how much they paid for it. So I, I, I don't I, I, I did not look at the budget. I just saw you know just basically what the box office was mm-hmm. today, right. and so from I mean. Clearly Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg sell tickets. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I mean like those names, I mean, Tom Holland is the hot hotness right now. Yeah. Coming off absolutely. no way home, et cetera. Like you want to sell tickets. Those are great names to put in a movie. I just don't know if these were the right roles for them to be in these movies. Yeah. Or this movie. Uh,
1: so I gave, <laughs> I gave performance a three.
0: Woo. Woo! Is that all <laughs> just Antonio Banderas? Um, <laughs> Antonio it, Banderas, three points. Uh, because, because he was great. Like, I haven't seen him so, in a lot of stuff. I'm, I, I'm just going to try the, it all over, the,
3: Andrew.
1: No, the, okay. So the three points is basically Antonio Banderas and Tom Holland were a quarter of the scenes. So I'm, where he I, doesn't have his
0: mouth closed. I,
1: <laughs> I do not, I'm not a big fan of Tom Holland. Right. Yeah. As an actor in general. Like, I, he's fine. I just, He's just not me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can just, confirm that. I'm looking at Andrew right
0: now. He is not Tom Holland. Uh,
1: but he's – I don't know. Maybe he's just He's just so young and he just has that that baby face that he, it just – He
0: looks younger than he is. I mean he's he, 20, he's, 25, 26 playing a, a high schooler going into college and it's yeah. believable because he looks young.
1: Um, but the other problem is I also don't like Mark Wahlberg. There are two films that I have seen that he has been in that I actually enjoyed watching. Which two are those? Um, The Departed, and he's barely in the film. He's barely in that, okay. And then Pain and Gain, which was a Michael Bay film. Oh, Oh. you're you're forgetting Italian Job. I I never said I liked Italian Job. don't like Italian Job? That
0: might be his only good movie. You don't like Italian Job?
1: I said it was entertaining enough. Did Oh, well, I, I'm going to need to rethink something. I, the, man, wow. there, are, there are so many more heist films that are better than Italian Job.
0: Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, Anyways, so many. this is not like, Italian Italian Job's not
1: even in the top 20 for me.
0: Anyways, back to the plot. Uncharted. Focus. <laughs> Joel is so... He's angry. <laughs> he's, tried, yeah, he's trying to you, do a list of 20 right now on his head. The Italian Job, though. Anyways, <laughs> focus. Okay, so... <laughs>
1: but my real hang-up, honestly, was... I honestly like because I know Joel said that you really liked the chemistry of like all the quipping and everything. Yeah, yeah. I felt that it was they were just talking at each other and not like actually interacting with each other. See,
0: it felt like it started out rough and then they got more settled into each other, which makes sense. Just so at the end
1: of the film, it was final. It felt finally natural.
0: Yes. Well, see, for the
2: whole for the whole like first segment, I'll say. When they're setting up that initial heist of the first cross, mm. it's very kind of tentative and experimental because they don't really know anything about each other yet. Right. Yeah. And then you get to the whole middle portion where it's actually really antagonistic because they're very mad at each other. Yeah. They don't they're they're actively distrustful. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it starts to actually have genuine camaraderie in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so like if you stay to the um to the post-credit scene scene or mm-hmm. whatever where they're they're doing like another um, uh, basically, to, like starting to, another it's a adventure. scam to start another yeah. heist kind, of thing. and uh, like that, like that interaction between them feels very natural, and it was fun, and it was funny because they they had some good jokes in there with the cat and yeah whatever. But uh, but then like I also knock it like I don't think Tati Gabrielle's performance for Braddock was very interesting at all. It's just she just okay. felt like any other goon okay. that just kind of existed. I'm sorry, Joel. Okay, uh, but then Chloe the Sophia <laughs>
2: Alley just like she just kind of existed and like I think the most interesting it, thing about her character was her accent. It was very <laughs> yeah, it was very um <laughs> like she was kind of like deer in headlights
1: basically the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Um and I don't know if it was just like the line she was
2: given or no, no, she did or, she did like the hole that she filled in characterizing Sully. Was yes, really it was good. good.
0: That was there's an important role well, that, to that's fill. Plot. Yeah,
2: that's plot. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah, which still wasn't good, but um,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't know. Like it just, just the chemistry that they had just didn't do it for me. Mm. And it doesn't. It like, and that's the thing. It doesn't help that I already don't really like those actors anyways. Right, right. Like if it was like Tom Cruise instead of Mark Wahlberg, I probably would have just given it a higher score, even if it was the same to line delivery. But, but mm. like
0: Tom Cruise could also probably like he'd be just like roughing me up a little and he could probably pull it off the, the grizzled yeah. War and well, and, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They, they can really have some, some fun jokes in there because he actually is short.
0: They, they're all short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark's Mark's pretty short too. Yeah. Like, I mean, we looked up, uh he's okay. like five, seven. No, Mark Warburgs is five, five, and eight. Tom Holland's five, five, seven. That's what it is. They actually make a joke in the movie about the fact that there's an inch difference in their height. Yeah. And, it forced me to look the sucks like. Well, I know that Wahlberg's not like tall just by de- just from seeing him in other movies, mm-hmm. standing next to other people or whatever. Even in the movies, you can already say, okay, he's not that tall. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I Antonio Banderas was was basically. I haven't given him a score yet, have I? I don't. I? Uh, yeah, you, you gave it a we, five. Oh, we, 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 we went, cool. yeah. We cool, went, we went run. Run. yeah, we went down. Uh, Antonio Banderas was definitely the highlight. Yeah, I mean, as a as a, well, a and, villain, rich. Well, that's the Air thing too. Is type. I mean,
1: like he is also. I mean, I, I say this because Mark Wahlberg is also in the film, and they're roughly the same age. And Whoa, are uh, they? I think so. Oh, I I'm don't pretty think sure. So. I think Antonio Banderas is older. He um, has to be older. Um, but well, I mean, like when I say roughly the same age, like they they have a lot of movies under their belt.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so Banderas is t- a decade older than Wahlberg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's uh, what that's, that's what I would have thought. That's okay. close. Yeah, enough. yeah. So he but, looks older in this film, but, but, but.
1: Antonio is a fantastic actor. Yes. Like, and he has been in some amazing, amazing films that, uh, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's just a better actor than Mark
0: Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) And it may just be that he's seen more like a, a a higher set of roles and scripts. So he has more to work with. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes being the villain is better. A little bit more fun. more to do.
2: Right. Like, like you're being handed, just like you're gonna look better because you get to be cooler because you're the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, you get to be cooler. You get to be meaner, so you yeah. can. You can.
1: But then you can. You also can add a lot more depth mm-hmm. to to them.
0: Well, he also kind of pulls off like the the spurned heir, where yeah, he's still trying to fulfill well, the I mean, family legacy. Dad, yeah. Like, but he's trying. Well, no, his his goon kills his well, dad. He just watches. Um, yeah, creepily. Right. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to <laughs> in the <he's>, mirror. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, no, it's <laughs>
2: The, because Look or well, don't. No, no, we know in this world though that when somebody gets their throat slashed, there's only three drops of blood, so That's there wasn't is. much it's to watch. It's a PG film or PG thirteen <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they gotta,
1: a Just stab him in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you I, don't have to show any
2: blood there. I know.
0: Anyways, so it sounds like it's time to not talk about the plot because we got to talk about the score first. What order? I'm going first. Yep, I'm gonna take all y'all's points. So we're starting low. <laughs> yes. So I gave the score four because the title sequences is, is good music but it was already done for you like it comes from the video game
1: so, okay so does does the main theme is the main theme in the movie the same main theme I, as I'm in almost positive the game. if
0: it's not if it's not the same it's really close okay so I say this as someone who has not played these games so I'm kind of winging it just based on things I've read
1: as someone with no information with no, with <laughs> I have a
0: good no, call none of us have <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to look this up on air but none of us have any experience <laughs> with the Uncharted set. But beyond that, because that's actually something I'm giving a little credit for, even though it was already that's done. That's what I for gave it you. credit for. Um, that there's just all these moments where there's just nothing. Yeah, there's just I, I I I joked in the pre-show that you know when I walked out of a movie like Dune could I sing any of, could I hum any of it to myself? No, because it's all just <laughs> brrr. But like, I knew it was there and when I left, I could still feel the impact of it, right? You're still vibrating. I'm still fork.: yeah. For it. Yep. So... Stole my joke. <laughs> it was a good joke, so he stole it. You made this, I made this. Uh,
2: Thank you for the sincerest form of flattery. I appreciate it. Good artists create, great artists steal. So, it,
0: it's just one of those things where there's just nothing, no, no main theme that, no, no real, anything that stuck with me And it just it's incredible, actually, because there's a lot of like tense moments that I just don't like they had their characters almost drowned. I don't remember any like
1: I mean, there was just probably the the normal like action movie music that exists. We had like a
0: fight scene up above them. And I feel like I remember most of the stuff from that. But I like this is like a tense moment and there's just nothing there. And but the,
1: well, but see, that's the thing though. It's not a tense moment because you know that he lives. Because at the beginning, they've already of the ruined film, it with the fly. Yeah, you yeah, already yeah. know what's yeah, going to
0: happen. Fair. That's fair. Maybe he would be such a terrible,
1: or... terrible way to tell a story.
0: Yeah, it is. it does take all the tension away for most of it. And at the point at which they enter, oh gosh, right, we're gonna hold on for that. <laughs> no, but, okay,
1: no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go even further. No, stop. So I say this is a terrible plot element to use or way to write a story is to like how do you how I got here yeah i still like from boba fett the book of boba fett i said that that would be a way to save the show it
2: would be a way to make it better like that that's how, how bad, bad <laughs> it was
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to well we're we're past the spoiler wall for uncharted not boba fett stop stop it's, just, it's already dead it's already dead <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh you did say that that's oh wow yo yep I I actually was thinking that the whole time. Anyways, the score, the music that wasn't there, that I don't remember much of it from. I'm going to hand this off to Andrew while I look up to confirm. I'm I'm going to be left with no points. Um, No, I'm actually going to
1: give you yours because I basically have the same ones that that Stephen had where I gave it a five. Yeah. Stephen four, Andrew five. The the opening, the main theme of the film was actually quite good, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is something I would actually probably put on my um, just my my normal like soundtrack, you know, playlist, uh, playlist that I yeah. have that I listen to on the regular." And you know, I I would go to the you know to the soundtrack and just take that one specific track and put it on mm-hmm. there. I wouldn't take anything else from there, and that normally says something. Like I'll I'll listen to a lot of stuff. But there was just nothing in this film, mm-hmm. and it just like and anything whenever it did exist, it just didn't like there was no emotion to it. It was just exactly what you would think would be in an action film, yeah there there was nothing that elevated it past
2: that at all, so five, yeah, well, i I mean, I'm still in the same ballpark. I gave it a six mm-hmm. so i I thought that for the majority of the film, the music was forgettable and generic and while it technically supported the tone of the scene that it was in it did so in a bland way yeah until we get to the final climactic sequence with the untenable boats in the air situation (laughs) and there's the the opening of that whole sequence is Drake and Sully come bursting out of their hiding place on one of the boats and they just start fighting the bad guys that are on the boat, which I don't know why the bad guys are on the uh, boat. There's <laughs> no,
0: because they couldn't fit in the helicopter. But okay. We
2: haven't gotten to the plot yet. Anyway. But anyway, so, so they're, they're fighting the bad guys on the boat. Oh, right? now we're a plot Nazi. Okay. I thought it was going to be <laughs> a plot. a plot. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> <laughs> they're fighting the bad guys on the boat and the music is basically absent there's there's a sort of a beat it's not there and then there's a little bit of every once in a while and at first i heard that and i was like oh here's what they're doing this could be a really tense sequence but they're fighting no-named guys and we have a boss fight coming up that we need room to escalate the tension as we get closer and closer to that Mm -hmm. right because there's going to be layers to this fight. There's going to be different checkpoints along the way to mark our progress. And we need to be able You're making to make a escalate. lot of video
0: game references. We need right to
2: now. escalate the tension. it's a video game. The whole <laughs> thing's a video game. It's fine. Um, but we need to be constantly escalating tension. So they're right. intentionally using the moves mu- the music to pull the tension down so they have more room to go up that's great. I'm all on board. This is fantastic. Except they never changed the music at all. <laughs> and so the entire thing was just depressed tension for the entire fight. I
0: love, I love how you were like, I'm going to give them a lot of credit. They didn't deserve this credit. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was it was so disappointing. So I I, I gave it a six.
0: That's a, that's a pretty good score overall for what we've been slinging around. It's Andrew, true.
1: I mean, I, he already oh, you, it. Oh, I gave it a yeah, five. You yeah. were looking up stuff. Uh, but Actually, since you already passed it to me, I'm just going to go ahead and take it. We're going to talk about the plot. Oh, my
0: gosh. He just wants... Oh, before interlude, uh, Drake's main theme does play at a couple of different points in the movie. It's it's very subtly worked in. Okay. uh, It was not scored by the same person who did the video game, though.
1: Oh, okay. So, props to them. Yeah. Yeah. Good work. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) now now we're on to... We don't give you many points, but good work. You got got a few... uh,
0: they scraped and saved for these points. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah, well, they they definitely put a lot more points into uh into score and musical composition whenever they were building their character because uh they definitely did not put it in the plot. Yes. Uh because I gave it a three. And it was Oof. savage. Oof, abysmal. Wrecked. Um absolutely <laughs> <it down. laughs> so Man, there's so many video game references. This is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's so. almost like we're talking about a video game adaptation. Uh, okay,
1: so oh, where to begin? There, there's a lot of problems. So I'm just going to pick just one of the main ones that, that really bothered me towards the end. And then we can pick apart the rest we'll, as we we'll go, just, go we'll, we'll
0: give score. We'll just hand it around and, and beat yeah. on as we pass So <laughs> So
1: probably my biggest problem is whenever films choose to essentially make the final conflict of the film or the final act, I guess, uh, be happenstance like it, it wouldn't have happened otherwise, okay right so we have um you know they they get off the they they save themselves from the plane via you know ridiculous um, parachute nonphysics yeah and uh, then they are um you know falling he, but no he physics. finally <laughs> he finally realizes the clues that his brother sent him yeah yeah and and then he you know he's like, oh, it's over here he does the little you know crossy things where he points <laughs> them uh and and he finds the spot okay, cool. So then he he misleads Chloe and then he gets his little speedboat and gets in the speedboat and just just goes straight to the place. Right. And the bad guys are searching a place mm-hmm. that they thought was there uh, or where the gold was. And they're just, you know, sit, sitting there picking their noses on the beach yep. because they're like, well, where's all the stuff? We're just at this resort and just, you know, whatever's happening is happening. And then Nate. Just happens to who
2: knows where they're going to be. Yeah,
1: who knows where they're going to be? He just is taking his little speedboat, uncovered speedboat, just past
3: the shore,
1: close enough to where she just happens to be looking in a looking glass um, out into the ocean. And hey, that's him. We should follow him. Yep. It is the most (laughs) like absurd thing because if he if that doesn't happen, there's no conflict. Then there's literally no conflict. He finds it, and then that's
2: it. Yep. Yeah. Period. Done. End of story. Well, it's not end of story, though. I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> oh, okay? my gosh. But we're going to start with with, like, I agree with you, and we're going to expand <laughs> because we have established that we're talking about roughly 90 tons worth
0: of gold yes at 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 weight value at weight, at value, weight value
1: it's probably less than that
2: but but, we'll but just,
0: even less even factoring in like a historical significance clause just, just it's a ton that. or two of gold half, minimum
2: half that 45 tons of gold like <laughs> yeah yeah. Wait, okay we'll 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 be the most generous ten we tons. could possibly 10 tons of gold right that so, is one ninth. <laughs> so he's there in a tiny little speedboat right so, <laughs> go get so that gold. he is he has not taken that treasure away with him right there so he's found it he's got to go back out and somehow arrange a major excavation operation <laughs> with no funds with with his only access to funds being Sully's credit card <laughs> <laughs> that he has used to get the hotel for the night and and renting the speedboat so yep. far and well the best part too is that like okay so he he finds the little cave or whatever that this is yeah. in and then he
1: he he figures out that he needs to go underwater right mm-hmm. like in any like realistic Kind of world, you probably just die. Yeah. Oh no. Go, we, right. Right. right.
0: We, Laura
2: and I are both just well. Like, well, the no scuba gear, you're dead. The the thing <laughs> is, though, he saw light coming
0: coming from the other side. It does not matter. I <laughs> there's no way you could ever convince me to swim through that kind of hole. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with I don't trust myself as a swimmer. Or no, actually, else.
2: I actually actively trained the, people die in that yeah, situation. Yeah, I actually actively had the thought while I was sitting there in the theater that I'm like, hmm. So. If I was playing through this as a video game, I absolutely would dive under there because I'm like, the game designers want me to go in there. That means that I can go in there and survive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. World designers of Earth didn't do that. Right. <laughs> That's how Earth works. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I did give it a seven. So I obviously saw something that I really Some enjoyed. glimmer of gold. And that That's was incredible. the way that the constantly shifting set of alliances between all of the different Many factions at play was set up and paid off. Right. So you have. Um, I mean, they sidelined an entire main character for the she final wasn't, act she of She wasn't film. a main character, though. She was a way to characterize both Drake and Sully individually and then their relationship. So. She
0: sidelined herself. <laughs> I but, mean, but, well, she right, did. right. Actually, yeah, that's that's true. She double crossed. Double crossed.
2: That's part of the 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 payoff in in that particular part of it too, is because um, you get to see Drake being clever, but also have integrity in this world of thieves. Yeah, I mean, because he could have just tied her up, right? Or, like, or, or just left without her, right? Just or actively <laughs> lied to her with the intent to deceive. Yeah, but he left the opportunity for her to trap herself. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted her to come with him. Yeah. But he couldn't trust her without a test. Yeah. And so he gave her the opportunity to be on his side and she chose not to. And that's why she doesn't get to be involved.
0: And so. Okay. And she also. I can agree with that. A tiny yeah. speedboat with which to go collect several. <laughs> of gold. So none of these people are smart.
2: Yeah. Um, but anyway, but the the way that that is set up where it is established that Sully is not a trustworthy person and everyone he has ever comes across come, has ever come across is double crossed by him. Right. Is makes for a very interesting set of character motivations that play out really well across the movie. And that's why I rated it so high in spite of all of the other glaring problems. So I'm trying to think of there's another um
1: Maybe it's a spy film or a spy series where where basically like you literally cannot trust anyone. Yeah. And whenever like you know, you, you just have to expect to get double crossed at every given moment. I don't kind know. Of, oh, Squid Game is kind of like this. Um, mm-hmm. To where you, you know, essentially like you, you kind of make friends, but have at you, the same have time. You, if you've ever played the Easy Alliance, if you've yeah. ever
2: played the board game Diplomacy, then oh, that is exactly uh, well, like that. No, this. I mean, that's exactly what <laughs> it is. <It's laughs> how you ruin friendship. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't play Diplomacy. <laughs> well, well, Stephen, what did you give it? And
1: then well, we can really I'm going to strike
0: down. the middle tone. I gave it a six, a five. <laughs> not as high as Joel, not as low as Andrew. So the middle, the middle, just <laughs> by definition. I. So I appreciated the cross, double cross, triple cross, backstab, et cetera. But triple cross, yeah. There's a lot of crossing, <laughs> and I also really appreciated the fact that we could have had kind of the cliche uh, romance towards the end. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that there was no and, romance, and, and we went we went right around that to make because we were kind of in that realm of well, maybe I can trust her, I can open up to her, we can open up to each other, we can support. Oh, no, no. She still just wants the gold. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: I mean, I'd want $2 billion too, or $5 billion. That's why you get
0: that speedboat. Go pick it up. I'll take it home with you. Maybe bring a shovel. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: but there are, I mean, let's just be honest. There are a lot of problems. And y'all haven't hit on it yet, but I'm going to hit on I'm it. I'm going to beat this one to death because Lauren and I were just ruthlessly mocking this. So, we have the whole opening record scratch scene, right? With the cargo plane and uh-huh. the cargo. Well, do y'all remember the motivation for why they had the cargo and why they're going to drop it out of the plane in the first place? No. Yeah. So, they're going to fly over the location where the treasure is supposed to be and drop that cargo off. So, it's there when they, it goes and meets them, right?
1: It makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it doesn't. Because when they land at the <laughs> airport, they have two heavy lift helicopters that are going out there and like <laughs> 20, on, a, on a freight and like 20 boats. You could have just unloaded it from the plane and put it on the chopper. (laughs) It's about to go pick up 140 tons of boat and gold. It it can handle a couple of crates. (laughs) There was no reason for that plane to open up to drop anything. Yeah. Like none of that should ever have occurred, period. And it's just one of these things like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Well. Okay. And just, i sorry. I just, I. No, no, no. So, I mean, like, that's,
1: that's pretty egregious. However. It's pretty bad. Um, I've got more. Oh, oh, we got we got plenty more. <laughs> okay, so whenever you watch, uh, like Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and uh, National Treasure mm-hmm. is most recent example, or I'll say even like the Goonies, or uh, but any of these kind of treasure hunting kind of things that mm-hmm. have these artifacts that have existed within uh, hundreds of, of years, hundreds of years that have that have lasted for a long time. That has nothing to do with boats. This has everything to do with Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> okay. So you have all of these like clues, like the little like keyholes yeah. and everything that they need to use to to connect um clues and and move on to the next thing. Right. So I can I can accept that while they were building these these pieces of of modern society around um I'll say like the like okay, so you have the grate, right? Like yeah. when like under the mm-hmm. Uh, under the thing, and you can literally like just see directly down into mm-hmm. this thing. Meaning, a little bit of a turn. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like, okay, so someone, whenever they were building the this infrastructure, that clearly there's a great, Like, so people have like put hands in this area to know that there is like a cavern down there with stuff in it. Because that, yeah. that's where like the little like the mm-hmm. the
2: basins of sand or whatever. Well, there well, was, well, like was there was
0: there was the door there. Yeah, there was a door.
2: And they had to they had to use the keys to get through the door. So like it was a small area that didn't have anything of interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but even then, there is a specific door. Mm-hmm. Like any normal person. Well, I I actually, if we're going to make comparisons directly to National Treasure, really gave this a lot of leeway here because we're dealing with a European city and not a North American city. And so the time scale that we're talking about is much shorter compared to the existence of that city than yeah. it would be if we're talking about a, no, a US city. Well, so I, so like the, There's
0: been way less building done yeah, in that area. Yeah, the since. ancient,
2: the the what we'll call ancient <laughs> infrastructure <laughs> uh of Barcelona <laughs> pre-exists the the time of when these These people came back from their their circumnavigation of the world and set this thing up, and then the city itself, from a building of infrastructure perspective, would not have changed. They just build around whatever. Yeah, you just build around and 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 preserve. Well, and and I can totally agree with
1: that because, like, them having like this wall with like the little keyhole Mm -hmm. just behind glass, it just it's a a cool looking thing. You know, that's that that actually is uh, actually feels very European. Mm -hmm. And oh, that and
2: having like the bar down in where what used to be this like crypt area kind of thing yeah
1: but but then you also have this to where like there's like you have this this bar kind of nightclub down there and then just this random door that
0: like behind the bar like it, it there's
1: it is like so borderline just it doesn't like there's the longer this stuff exists in the world the more chances someone just has it like Walk like stumbling upon it yeah. because they're doing renovations on something. I mean, or
0: uh, I don't know. We can we can play the game here. If the longer this exists, the more likely it is that, that when you turn the key, it just doesn't work because the gears yeah. eroded or the or the rope the rope has that was rotted holding out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you know, we just suspended these boats that have sat in a tropical jungle cavern for five hundred years that are just made of it's wood really,
2: and tar. It's really hard to fault the rest of the film in light of with the travesty against physics that we know is coming. I
0: mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, we have jumping the shark, right? And right now we have lifting the boat <laughs> because we have this perfect boat size hole piercing through this cavern that they are able to, to like hover a helicopter over it that they just brought shovels out and dug under again. If it weighs anything remotely as proper weight, a hundred ton boat and put a net under
2: <laughs> and and it's important to note, too, that and they did it twice there in in basically any story that you are trying to portray through film, you don't have time to justify everything. So there is an yeah. element of convenience that has to go in there simply for runtime consideration. yeah, absolutely. And so you don't want it to be a three hour film, right. especially not this one. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and so you you have a uh, not a quota, a a budget. Mm-hmm. um that y- to spend and and the dollars you are spending are are disbelief dollars right <laughs> yes <laughs> and, <We> so, dollars. <laughs> and so uh, this movie <laughs> i am paying you to forget that, about that right a, hey
0: that's a real currency and it is worth a lot of rubles right now <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, uh but anyway they went way over budget with their disbelief <laughs> dollars <laughs> <Yes>. big time <laughs> and yeah then we hoist out these ancient vessels that like by the time okay so these boats are beached right they're, mm-hmm. they're on sand by the time you beach a boat if it is of that era if it is brand new like it is already most likely ruined its structural integrity just cuz of its own weight it yeah, needs but, to be in water
1: yeah it needs to be in water cuz it it has to displace you can't you can't put that much weight on a keel
0: right yeah, yeah. or 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 at least a, a well constructed dry dock yeah at a minimum you can't just put this in on the beach like that and then it still be structurally sound Yeah, because like a year it, later.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would, it would literally just crumble under its own weight yeah, and then so settle heavy. to where like the bottom of the keel would be
0: split. It would, it would flatten itself out. Yeah. And as soon as you go to lift, there's no structural. Yeah. There's no nothing to hold air. it. Yeah. So then we just lift that up with a helicopter that can't physically carry it.
1: Well, so, okay. So my, my favorite part is, okay. So they're, they're lifted up out of the air mm-hmm. and then, um, Sully and Nate are, are up on the, the, the captain's deck. And they're, you know, they're, they're kind of sneaking around and they see the bad guys. And then, you know, Mark Wahlberg looks over to Tom oh Holland God. and says, Oh no. you ready for a mutiny? And then immediately grabs a 500 year old rope and chooses to swing himself on the yep. outside of the boat yep. that is suspended, you know, hundreds of feet in the air. And, yep. and the
0: thing is, the movie makes fun of itself immediately because then Tom tries to do the, the sail cut thing yep. and there's so little scrap of sail that he can't do it. <laughs> And it's like you're making fun of you just made Wahlberg swing out over the abyss on, <laughs> on rope that has no integrity, and then you just made fun of yourself. It's like, Ay, yay, yay. <laughs> that's a lot of disbelief dollars right there. I yep. mean,
2: so so but that well, budget's in tatters, just like that yeah. sale. <laughs> sale. Well, and, and,
0: and like you could have restored a lot of the budget if you just had the sale in tatters moment and not the other. Mm. I mean, we have to assume
1: too, because I mean, it's in a tropical region, there's rain all the time, and, and clearly these things are, are in the perfect moisture. spot.
2: That are just directly and under they're, this. They're hole. right under
0: a hole. They're getting all so, the rain. Yeah, so and we have, we have no idea rain. how
2: it got in there in the first place, too. Right? Like, well, it's you no, know, it's a cave in. The
0: implication was that they they caved in the, the, the okay. entrance because it was it was a decent sized entrance. They hung out on the
2: grotto and then,
1: um, yeah. And then they basically and beached they, the, they, the they ships. Ca- they kaboomed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but was, the, yeah. But the the big thing here though is that okay, so just we're again super pedantic at this point but like we you don't even need to be 500 <laughs> years worth of rain and water and moisture of this tropical
2: climate that just doesn't get dry period no, you, i mean it's and, and nature- it's established that it's right under a hole it is not protected from vertical Any, elements. Yes. Well,
0: well, and if you've ever been in a cave there is no such thing as a dry cave yeah no just it's quite, just, just, just moist quite full. Un- and this one unless has you're uh, in the shire this one has <laughs> the ocean in it already yeah is a damp cave <laughs> yeah so
1: so then you have these cannons that hypothetically should like not rust just like they should just rust and not be functional at all. It should just explode in Tom Holland's face whenever he lights it up. But,
0: and, and I mean, we can, (laughs) we can continue beating this to death, but you know, there's, it's one thing to say, Oh, there's a lot of moisture in all water, but this is the ocean. This is salt water. This is as corrosive as water gets. Basically,
1: I given time, water can destroy anything Anything.
0: and given time it's okay though salt water didn't need it it's (laughs) already destroyed it for you if if you have ever lived anywhere near the coast of florida like your door handles just get destroyed just by existing yeah uh it just and and the thing is like i i would like to give them some credit right but then we have moments oh okay i want to say something nice i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna be good so it was wasted on all three of us but there's a nice cameo Oh, is oh, yeah, that the, I guy wanted, on the I beach? wanted to talk about the yes, cameo yes, because
2: so, I have no idea who that was. So the
0: guy on the beach who, who they're like, oh, yeah, we just fell out of a plane. Oh, yeah. It happens to me all the time. So that's the actual voice actor for Nathan Drake. That's what uh, I thought. Okay. And he's also who they use for the mocap. So he's actually who the, but the thought, character I, is based on. I
1: thought um, okay. that was the, the guy, the, uh, the Firefly guy. The
0: art style has always looked like Nathan Thillian. And everyone has always just been like, oh, Nathan Fillion's going to play Nathan Drake because gotcha. it's perfect. Oh, well, but okay. that guy, So it's
1: not actually... No.
0: That guy is Nathan Drake. Gotcha. And so they have a nice cameo, and they also do it in a way that isn't super obtrusive.
2: Right. But the thing is, not knowing who he was, I'm like, hmm, that's an important cameo, and they are taking... Me away from what story there is to give me this cameo that I have hey, no idea just, what look, there is. Look, they got to
0: support the loyal fan base. All right, look, they, they, they just fell out of a
2: plane, use their their wit and
1: wiles to An suspend our disbelief strength. with disbelief dollars to <laughs> land in the ocean. They're
2: just they're just making those disbelief dollars rain. Just making it rain. Go I mean, on. they are, they are just taking out bank loans left and right. Rafe Judkins is loaded with disbelief dollars. To charge
0: it <laughs> to his credit card. Ooh boy. <laughs> We'll talk about when, an underwater account. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, just just for for reference, uh, he is also the one that did Wheel of Time. Yeah, the he's theory. the show-
0: showrunner for Wheel of Amazon's Wheel of Time. Yeah, we've had, yeah, if we had the moment as I went through Wikipedia, I was like, oh, this person, his name is Purple. I Where know who have this I seen person this is. name before? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you. Um. Yeah, I mean, just uh, oh, oh, actually, this is another point that that I kind of forgot to mention. Um, I really, really, really have a big problem whenever he looks at the letters from his or the postcards from his his brother. That there was only a message on one of them. Well, I, I really message. hated it. I really hated, hated well, it's not I, even,
0: I was. I wanted them to put these things together. Yeah.
1: It's not even that there was a message on only one of them, the one that he picks up. Yeah. But also the fact that every time he looked at it, we just got a voiceover in his head of his brother talking to him.
0: Every single time. I don't hate that. It's kind of funny. It was ham fisted. No, no. You know what ham fisted is? Ham fisted is saying, Hey, I really like the invisible ink trick in national treasure. We're going to use that. Hey, I really like the smugglers hold that they used to survive the gunpowder explosion (laughs) in national treasure. We're going to use that. (laughs) Hey, I really like ropes and wood that can survive hundreds of years until it's convenient for them to not. We're going to use that. (laughs) Like at some point you got to stop. Uh, I was going to let Joel have this one, uh, but I'm just going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you, I'm going to tee you off to go kay. down this, this short rabbit hole. Uh, but the the cross puzzle of we're going to use these two to indicate the point at which uh, the, the treasure is actually hidden by putting yeah. it on the map. Uh, so that's totally, and again, I've never played Uncharted, but watching the movie, uh, Lauren's just like, oh, that was totally a video game mini game. And you know what? <laughs> it was. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain? Where
2: you have like both sticks, and you're trying yeah to yeah, you, yeah. Gotta, you gotta uh, get them yeah. to line up with each other. It's <laughs> like it's like lock picking in Skyrim. So the 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 you know the other problem with that, of course, is that when you have these two compasses in in the the geometric and have an overlap sense, uh, the they are uh, describing the arc of a circle each of them separately, and those arcs overlap at two points. And so you, you are not given one unique solution. You're given two. And for, for the film, Drake just immediately goes to the right one, but we're not shown if the other one maybe pointed to an Island off the, the coast. or yeah, It, it would have been, the, it it been the nice coin and it to work. at least right.
0: have him could be like, Oh, that's in the water. Uh, Oh, that one's good. Because yeah. If you can have, you know, two intersecting circles where there's only one point, it's just a straight line. There's no point in having the compass. It's just the the dead center of. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I really wanted to pull some of the stuff up from the beginning, but these boats in the air.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that we have thoroughly hammered through what rotten wood there is. And we should move along to entertainment score.
0: I, I, I really would have loved to have seen Victor not pull the boat up enough and just, just, just chop, ramming chop, 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 chop. No, just yeah. just rams right through the other chopper. Yeah. Because like the whole mechanic of he's trying to like control the chopper and, and you know maintain this weight that is both physics suggestive and also physics non-suggestive is they're in the space. Oh, does this actually take
1: place in Star Wars universe? Oh no, oh no, <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Is stop. this is right, Anyway, oh, really long time <laughs> before uh, uh, Long time ago in a very far away galaxy. Galaxy
0: far away. <laughs> Anyways, entertainment score. We're 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 going to divert away from all of this. Uh, who wants to take it first?
2: Uh, probably start with someone that probably enjoyed the film more than I did. Okay, so well, we'll start high <laughs> and 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 move low. So I gave entertainment for this film as a seven out of ten. That's pretty. High. I thought that if you go into this film looking for a good time, you can find it. And, but you, you gotta be determined to have a good time. I mean, if, if you, if you decide, there are some films that are just fantastic and they take you along Mm, a ride journey Uh, and there are some films that are just so bad that it doesn't matter how much you want to like them. They're going to be awful experiences. This one is neither extreme and I can agree with that. You're going to find what you want to find in it. So if you go into it saying, I'm going to have a good time, I think you're
0: going to have a good time. So I gave it a seven okay that's valid so we're sliding down the scale so i'll take it up next i gave it a six because i think you know similar points for you uh joel that if if you want to be entertained i I think there is entertainment there uh i I, and i kind of do wish that one of us was like a big uncharted fan we kind of missed the opportunity here where apparently none of us play tomb Raider tomb raider style writer for tomb Tomb raider (laughs) Well, uh, we research for this, we
2: needed to go track down old video games and play them real quick. Well, so I, yeah. I, I, I've never
1: owned a PlayStation, so. I had a PlayStation, Well, okay, I, I take that back. I have owned PlayStations, but I never used them to play games. Well, oh, that's true. They yeah. were just you media have, servers. You have a Blu-ray, yeah.
0: Blu-ray player upstairs. Yeah. <sighs> but, I mean, it was it was fine. There were too many, like you said, you know, these are disbelief dollars, and they, they, they went over their credit line. Really hard. Like they, they,
1: there's a lot of overdrafting <laughs> There, there
0: are acceptable limits, and they violated the acceptable limits in the first three minutes of the movie mm-hmm. to give me a bad record scratch. You might wonder how I got here yep. moment. Which, which to Andrew's point, you know, again, it takes all the pressure off any other earlier interactions because, mm-hmm. well, you know, he has to live at least to this point.
1: Uh, that's that's just a big problem with a lot of uh, yeah. I mean, like whenever you start a show that is like, I'll say four seasons long, uh, it reduces a lot of the um, it reduces a lot of the the stakes that happen early on in the show Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, unless they change main characters, I have a good idea that he's still alive.
2: Right. And so really, I mean, that's that is a common problem. In Mm. and not in that that is the situation, but that the writers don't adjust to that being the situation, Mm -hmm. and so they they make the stakes. Oh, this character might die, which you know they don't. But if they were to change the stakes and be like, this character's friend might die, then you're like, well,
0: but see, but see, they tried to do that with this movie because they have Chloe almost Mm drown. The problem is at that point in the movie, we have no reason to care about her. Yeah, they haven't. They have not really built up any kind of friendship or alliance with each other they're they're like barely trusting each other through this puzzle so why do i care Mm -hmm. i don't
1: yeah and the only reason why why you care is because he cares because he he still has not gotten to that point where where he hasn't been double-crossed yet But,
2: but ultimately to go back to like the stakes being well nathan drake can't die because we've seen him in this film. I mean, it's not that kind of story. We know that he makes it to the end (laughs) just based on the genre that the film is in. Well, yeah, but
1: okay. But if, if that's the case going into this, then you as a writer or, or, or someone that is signing off on this should make the stakes of the story, not, death and action based, you have to make it emotionally based. Yes. Right. Yeah. And personal you ha- like relationship, you, yeah.
0: et cetera. Which they again they tried to dabble with. And I think they kind of straddled both lines and then they let the 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 two trucks pulled away from them and they fell in the middle. Yeah. So anyways, on that terrible analogy, I'm gonna hand this over to Andrew.
1: <laughs> um I mean I gave it a four uh, yep, for, for scale. It's it's definitely one of those films where I will I will never willfully rewatch this, but not in the sense of like, oh, I hate this movie. Mm -hmm. Just more on the lines of I could probably like if I'm going to watch an adventure film that has treasure hunting and everything, Mm -hmm. then I'll just go watch National Treasure or Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. or any other film that is Mm -hmm. treasure hunting besides this. Right now, what I may do is whenever it gets uploaded, I will probably go and rewatch the entire sequence of them on the boats. Um, like in the in the air and everything like that to watch it again mm-hmm. because i actually enjoyed that part of the film despite it being completely ridiculous mm-hmm.
0: yeah it, it's definitely the kind of movie where if if you know in this day and age you were still scrolling past tnt and tbs and if that was on, it was on. You, you'd stop and be like i'm gonna I'm watch this through the boats yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh, cool. The boat, the boat seems coming up in like ten minutes. I can, I can make it till then. Yeah. I go get a drink. Get yeah. A snack.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like, and and that's the kind of film this is for me. It's like I, yeah. Like, I mean, I gave it really low scores, and I, I get that. And it, it was really more just. I mean, like, I mean, you have two boats suspended with helicopters. Yeah. I
0: mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, we we. The whole reason we jumped in and said, "Yeah, we're gonna review this," was Andrew started out going, "Hey, did you see this trailer? This looks like it's gonna be a dumpster fire." <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, let's see how this is gonna go.
1: Yeah, and you know, at, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you enjoy, you know, films like this, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you, like there is nothing, there's nothing wrong about wanting to watch this movie and enjoying it. Like, I, I was definitely the harshest one out of all three of us. Mm-hmm. Joel genuinely liked it more than I did. Mm-hmm and you know there's nothing wrong with that
0: and and again none of us are uncharted fans for someone who is yeah. like a diehard uncharted fan this could just be perfect or and, or it could be
2: even worse right? or or it could <laughs> be destroying your child, right <laughs> yes, like like, like <laughs> the stakes have just gone gone up yeah uh, but you know
1: you know if it's if if I was going to watch another treasure hunting film, I'd
0: probably not pick this one. There, right. there are a lot of options. In there,
1: there's a lot of other gold in other places in
0: the world or universe <laughs> that would be far more interesting not, not than Not collected by Magellan from mysterious origins of <laughs> unknown places. It's the gold. The gold. Yeah, you know, be gold. The, the gold. gold. They found it. The
1: gold. <laughs> we don't know where it came from, but it was the gold.
0: All right. Well, on that note, that sounds like all the time we have for this episode. So until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Andrew. And I'm Joel. And as always, every spoiler was intended. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, you can support the show for as low as $1 at patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast. We also have a Discord server and would love to have more people joining in the conversation. Links are in the description below, thank you.